Hi, this is Bob of Bob Sloan Audio Productions. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast yourself? Do you have a desire to communicate an idea, opinion, or even a hobby or interest you'd like to share with the world? And do you have the communication skill and dedication? If so, let's talk. Send an email and a short description of your idea to bob at bobsloan.com. That's bob at b-o-b-s-l-o-n-e dot com. Now let's get back to the podcast. Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson, with his wife, Carlotta, and daughter, Hannah Miller. So listen up, because the doctor is in. The following is a recording of a speech Dr. Jackson gave on November 6, 2021, at a Stand for Freedom rally in Greer, South Carolina. I do, my brother. Awesome. I do, my brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for the privilege of being here. Interestingly, a little over 65 years ago, my father-in-law, Carlos Watson, a Baptist pastor, courted his wife right here in this neighborhood. When he came back from World War II, came back from Japan, where he was a military policeman, and he guarded Hirohito in the, in the trials after the war, came back here to this vicinity, to this very neighborhood, and courted his wife Margie, who is now 98 years old, this month. Now before I begin, uh, my wife and uh, my podcast uh, designer has said that I must say to you to please download my weekly podcast, which is called More Than Medicine, and find out more information at my Patreon page at Jackson Family Ministries or my webpage, jacksonfamilyministry.com. I always forget to say that, and I'm sorry, but I have to do my promotion before I begin. All right. I'm a family practice physician for the last 40 years in Spartanburg County. And I like to talk about physicians who are historical figures. Benjamin Rush was a physician in the 1770s. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was a Surgeon General of the Continental Army and a social reformer in Philadelphia. He made this very significant statement in Philadelphia the week that the Declaration of Independence was signed. Please pay close attention. Unless we put medical freedoms into the Constitution, the time will come when medicine will organize into an undercover dictatorship to restrict the art of healing to one class of men and to deny the privileges to the others. The Constitution of the Republic should make special privilege for medical freedoms as well as religious freedom. Fast forward 150 years later, Karl Marx said, the fastest way to undermine American sovereignty is through socialized medicine. 
Now, I do not know that Benjamin Rush considers himself to be a prophet or the son of a prophet. But his words were certainly prophetic. Today in America, we have a little dictator named Andrew Fauci who has arrogated to himself the authority to organize medicine into an undercover dictatorship whereby he restricts the art of healing to one class of men and denies the privileges to others, just as Dr. Benjamin Rush predicted in 1776. The unelected enforcers known as the CDC executes his every decree despite obvious medical science to the contrary. Like a fake judiciary, the FDA, upholds every arbitrary and hypocritical decision of dictator Fauci and his CDC enforcers. Let's look a little bit closer at Rush's prediction in which he said medicine would organize itself into an undercover dictatorship to number one, restrict the art of healing into one class of men. We discover that today, if physicians do not tow the CDC party line, if they are not CDC protocol worshipers, then they are subject to losing their employment, subject to censure, ridicule, scorn, even loss of their licensure. And if you think that I am subject to hyperbola, please pay attention. There's a UCLA anesthesiology named Dr. Chris Rake, who several months ago was arrested at a UCLA hospital in Los Angeles, put in handcuffs and taken away from the hospital simply because he would not subject himself to the jab. He would not accept the vaccine. He was arrested, put in handcuffs, and taken away from his place of employment, even though for months he took care of severely ill patients with COVID, risking his own life and the life of his family who may have been exposed to the virus because he would do what lots of other physicians would not do in taking care of severely ill COVID patients in their hospital. And then he denied a willingness to take the jab, and he was fired from his place of employment. I have a physician friend in Spartanburg County who simply recommended to a 22-year-old fellow employment employee that he probably did not need the vaccine because he was in the 99.5% who would survive COVID if he contracted the illness. Another physician reported him to the hospital who employed him. The hospital called him in and reprimanded him, saying, we adhere to the vaccine mandate. If you say to another employee that they do not need the vaccine, you will be immediately and summarily fired. More than that, they reported him to the certifying agency of the specialty in which he was employed, that agency also said to him, we subscribe to the vaccine mandate. And if you deviate from that, 
we will take away your certification and you will not be employed anywhere in the United States in your field of expertise. I am saying to you that physicians that deviate from the CDC protocol are subject to censure, ridicule, scorn, and loss of their licensure. More than that, Dr. Benjamin Rush in 1776 said that medicine would one day deny privileges to others. Those who reject the mandate lose their employment. The Biden administration just this week has doubled down on the COVID-19 mandate. And there are many in all over the United States, not just in Greenville County or Spartanburg County, who stand to lose their employment if they're not willing to take the vaccine. Those in the military are subject to dishonorable discharge if they will not submit themselves to the vaccine. We all face the prospect of not being able to travel out of the country or into the country if we don't accept the vaccine. Many of you travel with your churches or your businesses on mission trips or business trips out of the country. And you will no longer be able to do that if you do not accept the vaccine. You will not be able to go to entertainment venues, sporting venues, or restaurants soon if you do not have a vaccine passport that documents that you've had the vaccine. More than that, last year, the First Amendment rights of many peoples to gather in their place of worship was violated because of the COVID vaccine lockdown mandates. So what are the consequences to all of us? It creates a generation of fearful physicians unwilling to deviate from the CDC protocol for treating COVID for fear of losing their employment. It creates a contingent of COVID patients who are being turned away from emergency rooms and medical offices inadequately treated for COVID despite the fact that there are proven and effective early treatment protocols with 86% effectiveness at preventing hospitalization. Medicine always advances due to observations of individual physicians and the innovations of astute physicians who are willing to practice medicine and willing to try new techniques or new medications willing to sometimes go against the established order or tradition or the existing protocols, often enduring ridicule, scorn, or ostracism. However, truth, like the tar baby, is a sticky thing and is persistent. More than this, suppressing truth is like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. It's exhausting and hurt near impossible. That beach ball of truth eventually comes to the surface. The truth, when first presented, is almost always ridiculed. It's then violently opposed, but then eventually it becomes self-evident. In the medical world, it then becomes the standard of care. Those physicians who want to be innovative and want to provide quality care for their patients by prescribing a safe and effective medication 
like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are not only being ridiculed and sometimes violently opposed, they are being threatened with the loss of their livelihood. Many who would like to be here today feel so threatened that they are fearful to make an appearance. These things should not be in America, the home of the free and the land of the brave. My concern is that physicians in South Carolina are being strong-armed by hospital system employers that are insisting that physicians adhere to CDC protocols for the treatment of COVID and not allowing them to innovate or try new medications. Listen, COVID has only been here for less than two years. Every treatment is new and untested. We should be trying all manner of medications as are our medical peers all around the world. I have been privileged to treat hundreds of patients with COVID in the last two years, early in their disease process with either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine plus the appropriate vitamin regimen and sometimes with monoclonal antibody. None of my patients, if I have caught them early and treated them appropriately, have had to go to the emergency room or the hospital or into the ICU. Now, I've had some patients who've come to me late before I was able to treat them early that have had to go into the hospital, and that's been unfortunate. But those who've come to me early in their disease process, who've been treated appropriately with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, the vitamin regimen, or monoclonal antibodies, God has been gracious to them. The treatment protocol has been effective. And I have treated people who've been very complicated with COPD and obesity and diabetes and other illnesses. And thankfully, none of them have ended up in the hospital. And that just attests to the effectiveness of the early treatment protocol. I am a free American, and I'm not going to be bullied or intimidated by a hospital employer or a federal entity. I consider the doctor-patient relationship to be sacred, and it deserves to be protected at all costs. If I were king for a day, I would dispense ivermectin to every adult citizen in South Carolina, and we would eliminate COVID in this state, just like has been accomplished in many other countries around the world. I would put a halt to the vaccine mandate for private employers in South Carolina, and I would eliminate the foolish and futile, ineffective mask mandate in public places. Please understand that South Carolina is a free state. We are not slaves to a federal government driven more by politics than by proper medical science. We are not beholden to dictator Fauci, the prevaricator-in-chief, who flip-flops on every policy statement like a fish on a hot, dry dock. We physicians are not controlled by CDC protocols, but by the dictates of the art and science of medicine that first does no harm, and secondly, does what's in the best interest of the individual patient. 
and not what pleases a medical bureaucracy. We as citizens are not obliged to submit ourselves as test subjects to new and inadequately treated genetic therapeutic agents that are not proven to be safe, that are not proven to be effective, and are extremely expensive. Not to mention no one knows the long-range implications of taking these so-called vaccines. 245 years ago, our nation's forefathers drew a line in the sand and resisted the tyranny of the British government. When they signed the Declaration of Independence, they were willing to pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Five of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were captured by the British and tortured as traitors. Nine fought and died in the American Revolution. Four other signers lost their sons in the Continental Army or had sons who were captured. At least 12 had their homes looted and destroyed. We here today are resisting the medical tyranny of a federal government that has been eroding our freedoms by a thousand small cuts for generations. Somewhere and somehow we must draw a line in the sand as did the signers of the Declaration of Independence and say this far and no more. For many of us, taking the vaccine is that line in the sand. Invading our physical autonomy and violating our conscience is simply too much. For us, the price will not be our lives, torture, or the looting of our homes, but merely the loss of employment. Admittedly fearful enough in itself. But I am a free American. And this day I draw a line in the sand and I say, this far and no more. My conscience stands on the rampart of my heart and proudly waving the flag of freedom and boldly declaring I reject the federal vaccine mandate. Thank you, Dr. Jackson. Thank you for your work. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. If you'd like to contribute to further the efforts of the ministry, you can support them at patreon.com forward slash jacksonfamilyministries. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.